When you marooned me on that godforsaken spit of land, you forgot one very important thing, mate. I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. Why should I sail with any of you? Four of you have tried to kill me in the past. One of you succeeded. Welcome to the Caribbean. Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot. Drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. This is the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your host Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney. Now, crank it up. Welcome back to the Growing Up Rock Podcast with part two of our Monsters of Rock Cruise preview. Part one was over there on the Potter Than Hell Podcast Network. And joining us for this episode is the host of the Potter Than Hell Podcast, Steve Wright. What's going on, Steve? Not much. Thank you. Hey, I wasn't aware that we had a network, but... um... Thanks for the intro. There you go, buddy. And with him is his pals, BC. Hello. And Chris Granza. Hello. Hey. So myself and Hollywood, you there, baby? Spelling with Hollywood today, T-R-A-I-N-W-R-E-C-K. Train wreck will be <laughs> the title of this episode. This episode won't be a train wreck. Everything's under control. So we're going to be going through the other half of the Monsters of Rock bands that are playing on this ship. And you threw me off my game, Hollywood. <laughs> See? Train wreck. It wasn't, a train, it wasn't a train wreck. I had gathered my thoughts and then you threw doubt. You cast a shadow of doubt over the, uh, the whole affair. Why do you do that, man? Is that a fair with an E at the end or no? No, it's an A-F-F-A-I-R-E. It's a band. Check it out. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> All right. So last year we did a three-part preview with a recap at the end. And this year we're wrapping it all up into two parts uh, because there's 45 bands plus, And so it's hard to get through all these bands in one episode. So like we said, part one came out on Friday at Potter Than Hell podcast. Go over there and check out part one. This is part two. We're going to finish this up on the Grown Up Rock podcast. And we bought along 
Steve, BC, and Chris because they'll be traveling with us on the cruise this year. It'll be a great time. It'll be somewhat of a train wreck because... uh All of us together, uh, who knows what's going to turn out with that. And then unfortunately, my wife has to come along and uh, be part of all the craziness that goes on. So maybe she'll keep people in check. I don't know, but she can handle her own. What do you mean, unfortunately? We're <laughs> fortunate that she's going. She's awesome. <laughs> she is awesome. It's unfortunate for her is my point. She's got to put up with the craziness that is. I agree there. She's the only woman in this uh, sausage party. <laughs> Luckily, the sausage party is in you guys' room. I, I, we've got our own room, so thank God for that. Unfortunately, yeah. true. It's going to be interesting. Doro's going to make an appearance in our room, Chris. Don't worry, baby. <laughs> hey, I got you. <laughs> she, yeah, she'll be, on, she'll be on a poster, but that's beside the point. Don't pick up the poster if it's sticky. Oh, I do. I do. I'm sorry. Guilty as charged. God, you're so big it hurts. I know. I can't help it. Oh, yeah. Give it to me, Daddy. (laughs) Bring bring some gloves with you. (laughs) All right. Before we get into all this craziness and go through these bands, we got to do this. It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. All right, so for tonight's Crank It Up Spotlight, I thought it would be good to highlight one of the bands that's newer to the Monsters of Rock cruise, and I'm talking about the Swedish export of Heat. They put out a record in 2017 called Into the Great Unknown. Uh, Their singer, Eric Gronwell, was the winner of Swedish Idol. Yes, they have an American Idol in Sweden, and it's called Swedish Idol. This singer from Heat, he won that contest. I don't know what their idol is like over there, but if it puts out good music like this, I'm all about it. So check out Bastard of Society from the band Heat.
Sonny, you looking forward to seeing Heat? Yeah, to me, uh, they're kind of new to me, and uh, they would be one of the five bands that I'm really interested in. And they kind of, when I listen to their stuff, they sound like Journey plus Ty Kettle plus like uh, Hysteria, Def Leppard, a little bit of 80s Europe in there. So I like all that stuff, so I hope they don't disappoint, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I like all the stuff that's kind of like Bastard of Society, that level of heaviness. They have a lot of more melodic stuff that's a little bit light for me, but as long as they stick to the stuff, and they've got a lot of stuff on their records that is of the caliber of Bastard of Society, so as long as they stick to that kind of stuff, I'm all about it. Supposedly, they're very good live, so like I said, I'm looking forward to checking them out. That's uh, new music from Sweden. All right. So let's get into these bands. First band up, Winger. Steve Wright, what you got to say about Winger playing on the cruise? I'll tell you what, they're a band I've seen many times, and I'm, I'm actually looking forward to seeing these guys again. They are way, way, way heavier than they are on their albums. And um, you cannot go wrong with Red Beach on guitar. The guy is absolutely amazing, totally underrated. They're not a must-see for me on the cruise, but... They're up there pretty good. They're they're one that I, you know, I would be kind of a little bit disappointed if I don't get to see them. So they're they're real good. Very, very heavy compared to what you hear on their albums. How about you, Chris? Same as Steve. I love Reb's playing and Kip Winger is just fantastic. He he sounds good. They always bring it. I always enjoy them. And but you know, if there's somebody else that I want to catch, you know, I'll catch the other band because I, I've seen Winger probably a dozen times. So you know, try to definitely see them at least once. All right, BC. I definitely, along with these guys, I've seen them quite a few times. They never let you down. I don't think. If I can catch them, fine. If not, not a big deal. And I think they're a five piece now. Yeah, last time we saw them, they were five they piece. All, they got all the guys back. So I mean, that's cool. I'm looking forward to it. Very heavy, uh, heavier live than your albums. Yeah. How about you, Sonny? I'm actually on the opposite end. Uh, I've seen Kip Winger acoustic a couple of times. I have not seen Winger the band since 1991. So really? there is no way I'm missing Winger. I will catch them both times. And if that means I got to miss Lizzie Borden and Heaven's Edge, Why oh, well. Yeah, so I'm actually siding with Sonny. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen the full band live, but the last time I saw them, which was probably about five years ago, they were outstanding. I'm a big fan of Winger, so I'm looking really forward to seeing the full band back in action, and I'm, I'm hoping that Paul Taylor makes the trip and uh, he's playing keyboards and guitar. Uh, that would be awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. Did BC fall off his chair? Is he all right? I've fallen, and I can't get up. <laughs> he, he's all right. He, he's recovering. He started to slant a little bit, but we, we held him up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next up, we got autograph. BC, get back up on your chair and tell us what your uh, take is on autograph. I'm looking forward to seeing these guys since they got a new guitar player now, which was kind of a shock, I think, because I thought he was, it was his band, I thought. Maybe not Steve Lynch. Steve Lynch, yeah. Yeah. So, J- Jimmy uh, Bell is the new guitar Jimmy player. Jimmy Bell, and he House played of Lords. House of Lords and all these other bands, a few other bands, and uh, a lefty. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. How about you, Chris? Uh, the same. I, I've seen them a few times. Um, I really liked their catalog. You know, it's that poppy, you know, hair stuff. And then. Uh, Simon comes, uh, he he does a good job with it. They're they're entertaining. He gets the crowd going. Yeah, Sonny, what's your take on uh, Autograph? 
So I got to see him at least once because I have not seen him since 1987 in a club called a stone in San Francisco. It has been forever. And I remember they were good, but they were on the downtrend then. And, uh, we'll see what it sounds like. Yeah. I don't, I don't know without Steve Lynch there. I mean, Jimmy Bell's a great guitar player, but Steve Lynch really kind of was autographed. So that'll be a little weird, but all right, cool. Well, on to Russell Allen. So Russell Allen from Adrenaline Mob and TSO and a bunch of other things, this man can sing. Sonny, tell us a little bit about Russell Allen. Uh, Symphony X. I mean, the guy is amazing singer. I've heard him sing acoustic. He might be doing acoustic set, I guess. He might do stuff with Hoekstra because he was on that uh, Dying to Live album with him. Uh, so I think you're going to see Russell Allen probably pop up in a couple of different places, but that guy can literally sing anything. So I'm looking forward to it. I hope he does, uh, like one of those morning things where you can have coffee. Remember how they did the thing with Karabi since Karabi's not around, maybe Russell Allen does it. Yeah. I think you will see Russell Allen pop up in a bunch of places. And originally when he was announced on the ship, he was announced with Joel Holkstra And so for you new guys that haven't been on Monsters of Rock yet, Joel Holkstra does this Bloody Mary morning thing. And what he does is he sets up on the pool stage with an acoustic guitar. He has a bunch of people come up and do songs with him. So you'll see everybody from, you know, Michael Sweet to Russell Allen to you name it. They'll come up. He'll do a song with them. He passes out stuff in the audience (laughs) last year. I think he threw out a $20 bill and you can also walk to the side of the stage and get free bloody Mary's as long as they have them. They have like pictures of bloody Mary's with alcohol. So you you guys can, if you're bloody Mary drinkers, you guys can go over there and get yourself a free bloody Mary, sit by the pool and listen to Joel Holkstra's bloody Mary morning uh, hangover thingy that he does. It was uh, pretty entertaining last year. All right, next up we've got kicks. Uh, Steve-O, what's your take on kicks? I know you've seen them a number of times. Yeah, kicks, they're probably the band that I've seen the most ever out of any rock, you know, major rock band out there. Great live band. Um, you kind of scared me on um, when we talked about them a little bit on on our episode the other day. And um, that they did two of the same exact sets, which I hope that's not the case this year, but just a great live band. And and I'm actually surprised that you guys have not seen Winger or Autograph in so long. And it's weird because it seems like we're always thinking on the East Coast here that the West Coast has all these shows and sees all these bands. But like there's two bands out of the the four that we're talking about so far that you guys haven't seen in years. And we've seen a ton of times. <laughs> And um, I don't know what your your guys' status besides seeing them on the Monsters of Rock cruise last year was, but Kicks is a band. They're right back to where they were, like in the 80s for us. They're playing all the time around here. And they're a band that's great live, but I won't be heartbroken if I don't see them. And, like, if I have to sacrifice another band, they would be one that I would sacrifice because we see them all the time. And, actually, they're playing around here. They're playing M3 coming up. And then they're playing another show near us, like, I think, April, I think, so. Um, they're a band that, that we get to see all the time. June. June. I think that's okay. in June. How about you, BC? I'm on the same boat with Steve. I think this is the band I've probably seen live the most. I mean, the first time I saw them was, I think, 1983. I mean, a great band. I mean, I love these guys. They're great live, put on a great show. 
It's just that, uh, I mean, I wish they'd do something obscure. Yeah. Like you said, you're doing like these bands are doing hour sets. Yeah. Do something yeah. different. You're only playing for an hour each time. Do something different for the, the guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say you get kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Chris? The same as these guys. You know, I've seen them a, a ton of times. My problem is they play the same songs all the time that we see them. It's the same routine, but still great band. Oh, yeah. Steve Whiteman sounds great. I just wish that they would play some some of the older, deeper cuts, you know. Yeah, so like I said last year, they played two exact sets. They did Blow My Fuse from start to finish. For me, I love kicks, and I don't get to see them a whole lot. Being in Atlanta, I'm in a kind of a weird position, meaning that you guys up there near Pennsylvania, you guys get a lot of great shows. And the same for Sunny on the West Coast. The West Coast always gets great shows. For some reason, people don't necessarily come to Atlanta a whole lot. It just is what it is. Maybe it's the Bible Belt. I don't know. Maybe they just don't do great numbers here live. But the last time I saw Kicks in Atlanta was probably five or six years ago. They played this Farm Rock Festival thing, and I got to see them there. Uh, I, well, of course, I saw them last year on the cruise, but I mean here in Atlanta. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing kicks. I always look forward to seeing kicks. If it's any consolation, you guys, when I talked to Brian Forsyth at the Rockin' Pod, he said that they were thinking about trying to do some very deep tracks for the Monsters of Rock cruise. He said they were even thinking about trying to poll the fans and find out what the fans wanted to hear. So hopefully they'll come through with some of that stuff. Hopefully they'll do two totally different sets. That would be great. I would definitely look forward to seeing something like that. All right, so next up, we've got a band that was supposed to be on last year's Monsters of Rock cruise, and they had a death in the family, and they had to cancel, and they didn't make the cruise last year, but they were promising from the get-go last year that they would be on this year's cruise, and they are. And so I'm talking about D.A.D. or Disneyland After Dark. Mr. Hollywood, what do you got to tell us about D.A.D.? They still got three of the four original members. Uh, they got 12 albums. I had no idea. Uh, they're hitting number one on the Danish charts all the time. I had no idea. I only remember sleeping my day away from 89's No Fuel Left for the Pilgrims. Uh, mm-hmm. It was the only U.S. charting hit they had. I don't know what we're going to see, but supposedly they're supposed to be really, really good. So I was intrigued last year, and unfortunately that canceled. So I'm still intrigued. Yeah, I think I'm sort of with you because I've heard a lot of people talk about how good this band is live. I've never seen them. I was a casual fan at best. They put out a new record. Supposedly, it's pretty good. I just don't know a lot of their material. So maybe we'll get educated this year on Monsters of Rock about DAD Live. So uh, maybe I'll check them out if they're not conflicting with uh, something I really want to see. Next up, Kingdom Come is back in action. Sonny and I saw them last year at the pre-party. They weren't on the cruise last year, but they are this year. Steve Wright, tell us all about your love affair with Kingdom Come. Okay, Sonny alluded to this right at the very beginning of the episode. He mentioned the word T-R-A-N-W-R-E-C-K, train wreck. We saw them at M3 last year, and that's exactly what we got, was a fucking train wreck. (laughs) 
It was not good. Um, Keith St. John sounded really good. The band, I mean, I'm used to the sound of the first self-titled album, the um, uh, the second album, the one with the big speaker on it, whatever. I forget what it's called right off the top of my head. I'm used to that sounding Kingdom Come. They weren't that. And James Kotek was just, he was the train wreck. He was the engineer <laughs> of the train wreck. He got up and he had to talk in between every song. And then it took him 10 minutes to take off his shirt and show his rock and roll tattoo on his back. And then he kept talking and talking. And then literally he screwed um, Striper out of stage time because he kept freaking talking. And they like turned the lights off and started turning the stage around when when he was still talking. It was like 10 minutes. This guy just rambled on for it. The music that, you know, we did get to hear was, you know, was pretty good. It wasn't, you know, that sound, but like his actions made you forget about the the band actually played. Like you got done. You're like, you were like, did we even like these guys? Because this guy was just out of his mind. So I hope, you know, we do a little better. I hope uh, it doesn't turn into a shipwreck, but um, I would I would pop in to see them to see maybe if, uh, you know, we get the same thing just for the uh, the comedic value. But the thing that aggravated me, they they screwed Striper out of out of uh, playing time. But um, it was interesting. All right. Well, speaking of comedies, I think uh, my friend Hollywood there is going to share a little story about Kingdom Come with you guys. All right. So first, let me say I can take my shirt off in ten seconds and show you a bunch of rolls. I don't understand what that <laughs> that's got to do. They think fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. <laughs> but anyway, so they play the pre-party and. Uh, it might have been the first song, might have been the second song, I can't remember. But Keith St. John decides that he's going to run across the stage in the boots that he's wearing. And he slips and biffs it on stage. Oh. And my wife, Nicole, jumps up, oh my God, I hope he's okay. <laughs> and all I could do is keep laughing. Now, I, you got to hand it to Keith. It's on YouTube, by the way, if you, if you watch last year's pre-party. He got up and went right back into the song, no issue, but, dude, that could have been bad. He popped up with the quickness. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe they have 13 studio albums. I have no interest in these guys. We were up in the uh, grandstands. We watched, like, two songs. We're like, eh. They are who we thought they were. (laughs) We we headed back to the uh, condo before the end of their set. Oh, they were the headliner for the night? Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. Really? Yep. Wow. Yep. Yes. Ooh, thank God they didn't do that at M3. Well, we would have left. Yes, they were. We did not stay for that full set. Okay, so that leads us to a band I'm super excited about seeing on this cruise, Hardcore Superstar.
Hardcore Superstar has been making a lot of waves lately, and they've been around for a while. They've had a lot of chart success in their country, not here in the States. They've played here in the States very, very little. I was fortunate enough to see them live last year at Rocklanta. In fact, they were probably one of the main reasons I went to Rocklanta last year. And let me tell you, the whole entire night I heard, you can't miss this band, you can't miss this band, you can't miss this band. So I said, okay, great. I'm going to see what all the hype is about. And let me tell you, whether you love their music or their music is myth to you, please, please, please find a way to go see this band live on the ship because they were phenomenal live. They were a ball of energy. I mean, they were really, really good live. Uh, So they are a can't miss band for me on the ship at least once. So that's what I got to say about Hardcore Superstar. How about you, Chris? Pretty much the same thing. I never even heard of them up until the time that they, they were put on this bill. And I've been doing some YouTubing and watching videos and did some research on them. Everything that I'm hearing is, is really good. And it's kind of crazy because they only came out in 1997. They have that classic hard rock sound. I think they're going to be pretty good. Definitely going to catch a set or two. Yeah, I would highly recommend you guys checking out some of their set. And here's an interesting thing. You know the song, You Can't Kill My Rock and Roll by them? Have you guys heard that tune? I don't think I got to that one yet. All right. It was on their last record, but it's been out a couple years at this point. Go listen to that song and tell me if you guys can hear in the verses where they took those verses from. Uh, because it's really surprising. Well, I'll just tell you, go listen to that song and then listen to ZZ Top Legs and, and see and see if you can tell the comparison in the verses. It's interesting, hmm. to say the least. Maybe I'll throw some in right here for everybody to hear uh, the comparison because it reminds me a lot of that. Anyway, Hardcore Superstar, check it out. That brings us to probably one of the more interesting bands on this cruise. I guess it's a cover band, although not really a cover band. Mac Sabbath. No, I didn't say Black Sabbath. I said Mac Sabbath. (laughs) Hollywood, what can you tell us about Mac Sabbath? So, parody band. uh, There's a video on YouTube called Sweet Beef if you want to check them out. Ronald Osborne on vocals, Slayer McCheese on guitar, Grim Alice on bass, also known as I Can't Believe It's Not Butler, and on drums, Cat Burglar, also known as Peter Chris Cut Fries. 
He's even got Peter's makeup on. This, it should be very interesting. Uh, my guess is they'll play like at midnight one night. So you can go check them out after you're hammered and you'll laugh all day because uh, it's uh, interesting and uh, creative. This is a band that I have no interest in seeing without my sippy cup. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the sippy cup. That son of a bitch is coming oh, out I... in full force on this cruise. <laughs> Guys, wait, Chris and BC, you haven't seen this yet. But he'll drink like this sippy cup, and it's literally like six ounces maybe of wine. And he turns from, hey, how you doing, I'm Steven, to, hey, how you doing? I'm Steven. Glad to meet you. I'm on Growing Up Rock Podcast. And me and Jen are going, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) Six ounces of red wine? Really? It's at least eight ounces. A little vino would be kino. (laughs) Want some wine? I'm a bit of a lightweight when it comes to drinking. I'm not a huge drinker, so I like my sippy cup of wine. It's all good in the neighborhood. (laughs) All right. That brings us to another Canadian band, one that played the pre-show last year for the Monsters of Rock Cruise, one that I suggest also not missing, looking highly forward to seeing Priya and Diamonds play the boat for the first time. Sonny, start us off. Tell us about Diamonds. They were awesome at the pre-party. We met them. They were cool to meet also. Cece and Priya were on the boat last year but didn't play any shows on the boat. Uh, Can't wait. I won't miss either show. And uh, it's just, it's got a, the music's got this like punk attitude to it and uh, just feels fresh and um, not going to miss them. Yeah, they were really, really good last year on the pre-party. And uh, one of their guitar players is actually Jerry Finn from The Killer Dwarfs. I don't know if he'll be with them on the boat and playing with them because I think he was kind of filling in. But yeah, he was filling in at the pre-party for them. Uh, So Steve Wright, I know this is a band that I recently turned you on to. What's your take these days? Yeah, they're definitely one of my uh, must-see bands on there. I just started listening to them uh, upon your recommendation. Um, Singer is a very attractive young lady, and um, that does not hurt at all. But the music, it's it's really good, you know, driving hard rock. And I'm, I'm absolutely looking forward to see these. They're, they're one of my must-see bands on the on the cruise. And I, and I appreciate you guys turning me on to, to Diamonds because uh, I, I really enjoy what I've listened to so far from them. I can't wait to see them live.
That brings us to Ron Keel. And are we doing Ron Keel and Keel together? Because they were announced separately. So I don't know if that means Ron's going to be playing some acoustic sets in their lounges and Keel will be playing the stage. Ron never stops working. So I'm looking forward to seeing Keel. In fact, this may be the first time that I've seen Keel the band. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Steve, tell us a little bit about Ron Keel. Yeah, we saw Ron Keel. He played the uh, pre-party. He did an acoustic show at the pre-party for Rock and Pod 2 yep. that we saw at the, uh, the I forget the name of the place we went to to see them. Um, he was really good acoustic, had some good stories to tell. And as far as uh, Keel, the band, can't wait to see them. Um, we've seen them back in the day. We were talking about uh, Quiet Riot today, actually, a little bit. And we saw Keel open up for Quiet Riot when Quiet Riot had... Um, Quiet Ride 3, QR3 out, and it was the, I think it was the Right to Rock, wasn't it, BC? Album was out? Final Frontier. Oh, Final Frontier. Yeah, that's right. Final Frontier. And Keel absolutely blew Quiet Ride off the stage, and we got to see them a couple of years ago when they, they got back together. They did um, M3, I think, for the first or second year of M3, and that's got to be eight or nine years ago now, but just a great live band. Uh, Ron still sounds the same as... You know, Ron Keel from the 80s, and um, he's got a little more of a country-type feel to him now, but I'm sure he'll bring that out when he does acoustic stuff. But the Keel stuff is going to rock because, I mean, you're going to have uh, – I, I, I don't know if you're going to have the original band with, like, Brian Jay. I know Mark Ferrari's already on the boat, so you're definitely going to have him on there. So Brian it's, it's going to be good. Is he still with, with them? Good. So it's going to be – it's going to be good. I'm def- I, I could skip Ron acoustic, but I definitely will not be missing Keel band. I'm with you for sure. Uh, how about you, BC? I'm definitely in for the Keel band. And uh, if I need a drink or something to cool down a little bit or relax, I might catch a little Ron Keel doing a little acoustic. But we'll see what happens. But uh, Keel is definitely on my list. I've been found him since the beginning. All right. Chris? Definitely going to check it out. I actually saw Keel open up for Bon Jovi in 87, I think. Wow. Big fan. Always been a big fan. And uh, I would definitely check out a Ron Keel acoustic because uh, I love his vocals and definitely going to check it out. Cool. Looking forward to a little Keel rock and roll. All right. So that brings us to Cold Gin. So Cold Gin, I'm assuming, is a Kiss cover band. Now, the original Kiss cover band that was Cold Gin at one point in time contained Tommy Thayer and Jamie St. James. I don't know. Well, I know Tommy Thayer obviously has nothing to do with this cold gin. I don't know whether Jamie is in this version of cold gin or not. He's going to be on the uh, boat with black and blue. Steve Wright, what can you tell me about cold gin unmasked? Unmasked? It is unmasked. And Jamie St. James is with them. Okay. I think it's going to be interesting. It'll be cool to see who the replace man for the replace man is going to be. <laughs> Oof. You know? And I hope that they would dig a little deeper in the catalog than the band is presently doing now on their current end of the road tour. So uh, it's going to be, it is always cool when you see someone play kiss songs. I don't care who it is. And, you know, I, I do care if they suck, but it's always cool seeing a band do kiss songs. Even if it's just a band, they throw a cover song in here or there, but I'm hoping these guys dig a little, get the little kiss shovel out and dig a little deeper than, um, has been the norm lately, what we've been hearing live from them. And uh, it's going to be interesting. It'd definitely be something I would pop into and check out. 
Well, one thing that I know you guys may or may not have seen is every year, Izzy Presley, are you familiar with him? Yeah, I know who he is. Okay, so he does this Cruiser's Jam every year on the Monsters of Rock Cruise. And this year, supposedly, the theme is Kiss Songs. And whenever they do these karaoke things at night, they basically have various people from bands come up and jam with the cruisers. So, you know, if you're up there singing Kiss, you might have Joel Holster jump up on guitar or something. I mean, it's 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 like that. It's usually jam-packed. Last year, I went up to the, it was like at this top lounge thing, and you could barely move in the room. It was so packed. So supposedly it's something to see, but I don't like to be like that jammed into a room. So uh, I kind of skipped it, but that's the deal with that whole thing. And you might hear people talking about that. All right, next up, we got Joel Holkstra. So Joel, like I said earlier, does the Bloody Mary uh, hangover jam thing in the morning. Uh, You'll also see Joel pop up uh, in many different places of the ship. He jams with a lot of people. Last year, he jammed with Soto. He jammed with Nelson. I can't remember who else he jammed with. I think he might have jammed with Kotzen. Steve Wright, what you know about Joel Holkstra? I like Joel. I think he's cool. He's a, a great guitar player. I, I loved when he was in Night Ranger. Um, oh, yeah. He was uh, excellent in there. I, I love his, his solo album. Uh, I think it's 13. When that came out, that was really cool. He absolutely, totally shreds in Whitesnake on the new Whitesnake Flesh and Blood album. And you guys did an excellent interview with him on your show here. And um, he seems like a really cool, down-to-earth guy. And I, I would hope to just be able to, you know, see him on the – not even when he's playing, just to just to meet him and, and say hello to him, let alone, you know, catch him playing. I may even have a Bloody Mary in the morning there when he's playing. Yeah, Joel's super accessible. He walks around the uh, ship quite a bit. You can't miss him. He's tall as hell. And uh, he's a two-time guest of the Grown Up Rock podcast. So we like Joel Holkstra over here. And uh, make sure you check him out on the boat. That leads us to Faster Pussycat. Steve Wright, what you got to tell us about Faster Pussycat? Well, apparently we will be seeing Sober Tammy Down now, <laughs> um, which is uh, throws a whole new interesting spin into it because the last time that we saw Faster Pussycat, he was not there. And um, Chad Stewart, the drummer, he did a lot of the singing and a bunch of different uh, guys from different bands came up and Ted Poley did some songs with them. And um, the girl from Vixen, mm-hmm. uh, the bass player from Vixen, played with Vixen. them. It's going to be interesting. I love Faster Pussycat. Always an interesting band. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing them. I, and I guess that from what I've heard on the Monsters of Rock cruise, that they're the band that usually plays late at night when everyone's all torqued up and hammered and everything. Great sleaze rock band. And uh, I'm absolutely looking forward to seeing these guys. BC? Uh, I agree with Steve on pretty much everything he said because uh, – this is the band you always hear about, like, oh, God, these guys came out. They're totally shit-faced. But, <laughs> no, everybody says they're great. And I've seen – we've seen them how many times. Mm-hmm. They always put on they're, – they're always different. You never know what you're going to get. And like you said, they're sober taking me down now. So, yeah. Let's see, I, what, let's see what holds. Yeah, I even got to see them back in the day when Frankie Benelli was drumming for them. When their drummer got arrested for getting the heroin in the UPS or the mail or something. So it was, it was kind of cool to see Frankie Benelli with them. But um, yeah. How about you, Chris? Um, I've seen them a, a ton of times. I've actually seen them seen them at Rock, Oklahoma when Tammy Down 
had a breakdown and stopped halfway through the set. Was yelling at the band, got up and walked away. And I've seen the sober tame me down, and the sober is actually hundred times better. It's fantastic. Right. Yep. All right. Yeah. So recently he had health scares and uh, that put him on the right track and he's reformed and he's sober. So good for him. They were on the cruise last year. Uh, Sonny's not a huge fan. I'm kind of hit or miss. I really like the record. Wait me when it's over, but I missed him as well last year. Okay. Next up, we got Steelheart. Steelheart is uh, Sonny's number one singer man crush. Tell us all about Steelheart, Sonny Pony. Miljinko Matijevich, last time I saw him was with the Doors in 2010. I have not seen Steelheart since 1992. No way I miss either show. Uh, these guys will be rocking this boat. And I think this was the first band we heard of that was going to be on 2020. It kind of almost leaked out. It wasn't supposed to leak out, but it kind of leaked out early last year. Looking forward to it big time. Millie, former Grown Up Rock guest. We had him on the show. Uh, Steelheart, great hard rock band. Love those first two records a lot. And so I'm looking forward to seeing them again. I did see them last year in Denver for the first time. uh, And they were great. He sounded great, which was amazing uh, that he still sounds great. Uh, So I'm looking forward to checking it out. How about you, Chris? I'm definitely going to check him out. I actually caught, uh, I, I, I don't even know how to say his first name. I, I jazz it up all the time, but I caught his jacket at Rock, Oklahoma the first year and I had the band sign it and I have it framed in my, my man cave. Awesome. Yeah. They're good. They're good. Alive. All right. So we go from one man crush to another, Mr. Richie Cotson. There's a theme going on here. Tell us all about Cotson, uh, Hollywood. Uh, he, rocked it last year like if you were on the ship last year and you didn't think richie was good then i don't know how to help you you should just stop like listening to rock music because both sets were outstanding homie's a super stud he turns 50 this year so he's going to release a 50 song album uh just because he feels like it the guy's untouchable don't miss him yeah, so I caught Cotson's set last year. This year he's playing the pre-party, so that'll be one of his shows, and then he'll play another time on the ship. Cotson is a great change of pace for just the straight-ahead hard rock shows or the metal shows that you go to throughout the cruise because Cotson's set's real eclectic. He plays all kinds of stuff, but he is an amazing talent. He's a fantastic guitar player, obviously, but... I think he's as good of a singer as he is a guitar player. He's a really good singer. So if you can check out his set, I'd highly recommend his set. How about you, Steve Wright? Yeah, uh, Richie Kotzen, he's a, he's a snappy dresser as well. Um, Depends he, on which Kotzen you get. You can get, yeah, you can yeah, get the bag lady Kotzen or the snappy dresser Kotzen. Yeah, we've, uh, we've seen him with the winery dogs a couple times. And, um, you know, he it was dressed you know, like, you know, like normal rocker, the one show and the other rocker, he had these big, uh, MC hammer pants on that, you know, the crotch was down to the ankles or something, but very talented. And for all the shredding that he does on the, um, on his electric stuff and his winery dog stuff, I still am amazed that this man does not play with a guitar pick. It's just insane. I think you're absolutely right, Stephen. He's, um, as good of a singer as he is a guitar player and he's just, 
I don't know how he's not bigger than he is. I, I really don't. I think Sonny, between Steelheart and uh, Richie Cotson being on there, Sonny's going to have to have a trunk full of disguises so he can get away with being near them with that, with those restraining orders he has. <laughs> Unless they don't count during international waters. Well, he did all right last year because he had Cotson and Soto last year. So he was he only spent a couple of hours in the brig that I can recall last year. They can put him in at night yeah. so we can sleep. Yeah, exactly. He might free up your room. Maybe he can sleep in the brig uh, overnight. You'll know when I'm in the room because it'll sound something like... <laughs> You'll know. And it'll smell like... <laughs> don't forget that <laughs> all right so we go from Cotson to Cherise or Shiraz Lane uh this is a newer band are they Finnish or are they Swedish does anybody know I have no idea I think they're Swedish I don't know a ton about them but I will tell you try mama's boy people like us and the crown all of it's available on Spotify they got these big gang backing vocals. It's going to be hard to repeat live, but if they can do live what they have on tape, these guys could be the surprise of the cruise. And I know a lot of people are excited to see this band because supposedly they are very good live. They're just a young, look like an 80s hard rock band. They're a bunch of good looking dudes that uh, play great melodic rock. So. Uh, hopefully they will be the surprise of the cruise. Uh, I'm definitely going to make it a point to try and check out at least one of their sets for sure, because they're one of those bands. Like I always try to focus on bands that I know I'll never see in the States. And this is one of those bands for sure. All right. So from then we go to Roxanne. Roxanne is not playing the boat, but they are playing the pre-party and I'm excited to see them because I really like that uh, record that they put out last year. BC, tell us a little bit about Roxanne. Roxanne, this is, uh, I was excited when I saw the second pre-party. And uh, you don't see them on the East Coast, not yet at least. I've been loving these guys since back in 1988 when they came out there. So, uh, self-titled debut and here it is 30 years later they came out their second second album which i i like so i mean i'm just looking forward to seeing these guys live period just they can play anything i'll be happy
Yeah, so I revisited this record. I liked it when it first came out, but I revisited it uh, recently and forgot how kind of influenced it was by Queen. A lot of the music on there uh, reminds me in parts of Queen. Uh, it's just a great rock record, so um, I'm definitely looking forward to checking them out. How about you, Sonny? It's too bad that they're only doing the pre-party because both Pinnock and Lynch are on the boat, right? So you could possibly, because they helped them with that second album, you could possibly see them on stage together if they're on the boat. I guess it's still possible at the pre-party, but uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing them at that pre-party. And before you get to the next band, I'd rather get fisted than listen to the next band. Um, I don't even know where to go from there, but anyway, that brings us to Tokyo Motor Fist and, uh, Tokyo Motor Fist. I thought that first record was decent. Uh, just melodic hard rock. You got Steve Brown, uh, from Trickster and you've got, um, Ted Poley from Danger Danger. I thought it was all right. First record. I didn't love everything on it, but there's definitely some good material on there. Uh, how about you, Steve? Right? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what Sunday's problem is. Um, we don't have enough time for that to get into that. But um, <laughs> I, I enjoy the album. I, I I love Ted Poley. I think he's a great front man. Steve Brown is a great guitar player. And to to kind of for me to put into perspective of how good of a guitar player Steve Brown is, he's like the only American guy that's been that's played in Def Leppard. Um, he's filled in for Phil Collin and he's filled in for Vivian Campbell. Great guitar player. I like the album. I, I'm like you, Stephen. I don't like love everything on it, but it's it's good. I think it's good melodic hard rock. I, I enjoy Ted Poley. Um, Sonny, I don't know what's the matter with you. You made me listen to that damn album. Remember? Oh, I'm still stop. pissed. Oh, get over I'm yourself. Still I'm gonna. It's that they're gonna be on the playlist in the cabin. By the way, nice. <laughs> Along with Rush, and there's a. I got a bunch for you. Halloween. Then you'll <laughs> definitely see my rolls then, because I'm taking my shirt off the minute it happens. All right. How about you, Chris? I really like the record. I like Ted Poley. I'm a big fan and I like Steve Brown and I looked up the set list. They don't play much. So pretty much the same every time they play, this might be like the third or fourth time that they're playing and they do a rainbow cover. They do two trickster tunes. They do uh, two danger, danger songs and they do a Ted Nugent song. So, well, to me, it sounds like maybe uh, Ted Poley fisted Sonny. Oh, <laughs> Oh, maybe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's enough of that. <laughs> Let's go from Tokyo Motor Fist to the Swiss exports of Crocus. I, for one, have not seen Crocus since they opened up for Def Leppard on the Pyromania tour, and I am super excited to see Crocus. Uh, so I can't wait. They're definitely one of the bands uh, that's high up on my list for this cruise. How about you, Steve Wright? Uh, yeah, I've always been a huge fan of Crocus. Love them. Um, I think our buddy Tom Gelati at the Shout Out Loud cast just loves to say the word Crocus. But I've seen them twice. I've seen them headline along with Accept and Rough Cut at a theater show back in 87. An excellent show. 
And they played M3 a couple years ago, just a great band. They could still bring it. And um, they, they have a lot more, I won't say hits, but a lot more well-known songs than, than people realize. Because I think a lot of people come away from that show going, oh, I forgot about that song. I forgot about that. I think they're going to be a, one of the good surprises on the cruise. They don't do anything off of uh, Midnight Maniac, though, right? I don't know. Okay. I don't remember their set list, but. You go to heavier stuff. I enjoy them. All right. How about you, Sonny? Uh, I think they did a couple of Midnight Maniac songs on 2015's Cruise, and they they were awesome. And hmm. uh, Mark's another guy, Starachi, you'll see at the bar in the casino. So uh, he'll be hanging around just watching and laughing at people walking by. So Yeah, they're not doing any of the Midnight Maniac stuff. I did uh, hear a recent interview with uh, Starachi, and he was talking about because they've got this old guitar player back in the band who wasn't on those records – he basically refuses to do this stuff from Midnight Maniac and um, Ballroom Blitz. That was on Midnight Maniac. I can't remember. Just a couple of those songs off that record. So who knows? Interesting. All right. So on to Vixen, the lovely ladies of Vixen. Sonny Pony, what you got to say about Vixen? They were great last year. Saw both shows. Roxy still looks great, still has it, plays great. Lorraine filled in well. It was a last-minute fill-in. I think she'd only done maybe one or two shows before they got to the ship. And uh, Britt Lightning's got some serious chops. Vixen, uh, you might you know be thinking about it going, eh, it's just Vixen, blah, blah. They're really good live. I don't think you want to miss them. There you go. Uh, how about you, BC? The Vixen, great live band. Like I said, uh, the vocals took off and Janet Gardner took off and it was like, oh, here's the thing of it. And they got uh, Lorraine Lewis, which to me, I love this uh, Femme Fatale when she was uh, came out that uh, that CD. It's still one of my favorite all-time CDs. But uh, they, they came out and like I said, they run it. And they got the new guitar player. And I don't know if she's easy in the eyes. She could rip it up. So uh, they're always a good band to catch. Steve-O. These women rock. They are great. We've seen them at M3 a couple years ago. Actually, we've seen them when they were the JSRG, when they weren't allowed to use the name Vixen. Still bring it. Uh, like you, like BC said, Lorraine Lewis just absolutely tears it up. Great uh, front woman, we'll say. They would be a, a, a not miss for me if, if I could help it on the boat, for sure. All right. There you have it with Vixen. That leads us to King's X. I'm going to be the only one talking about King's X. So here's what I'll say about King's X. They're great musicians. I personally love King's X. I love their records. I love them live. I think they're a great band. I know my co-host Hollywood is not a huge fan of them. And I'll say this. Last year, I saw the first set. It was not great. In fact, it was probably the worst I'd ever seen King's X, which is really surprising because normally they're quite good. I will also tell you that you will see probably every other band that's on the boat that's not playing at the King's X shows because the musicians in all the other bands, they love King's X. So it is what it is. I don't know if the rest of you guys are fans of King's X or not fans. I don't think, Steve Wright, you're not a huge fan of King's X, are you? No, actually, um, I saw them. They played on Kiss Cruise 6, I think, the first Kiss Cruise we went on. And, you know, they have a couple songs that I think are okay. I don't enjoy them. I, I don't. I didn't think they fit with the, the rest of the bands on the Kiss Cruise. And I don't think they fit with the bands on this on this cruise either. So they're, they're definitely a band that I, I will not be partaking in. I've, I've seen enough of them already. 
BC, Chris, either one of you guys fans at all? Um, I like them. They're fantastic musicians. When the, on the Kiss Cruise, when they played, I, I thought they were tight as hell. I thought they brought it. Yeah. I'll try to check them out. Yeah. All right, cool. They're definitely got their chops. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have very limited. Yeah, I just don't enjoy their music. Fair enough. All right. That brings us to another one of the tribute bands, which I think there's more tribute bands on this year's cruise than last year for sure. So that brings us to Paradise Kitty, which is essentially an all-girl Guns N' Roses cover band. Hollywood Pooney, what you got to say about Paradise Kitty? Yeah, they got a bunch of stuff on YouTube. Uh, drummers, Rachel Ryan, singers, genocide. And they're like the Iron Maidens. They got a bunch of people that join them besides those two. So uh, it's possible Courtney Cox could be with them. They got a bunch of people that kind of jump in and out of the band. So we don't really yeah. know who the band's oh. going to be made up of, but I could tell you it's going to be pretty good. Courtney Cox from the Iron Maidens. Oh. Yeah. Any of you guys going to try to check out the Paradise Kitty? I'm going to now. If Courtney Cox is there, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. She's as talented as she is gorgeous. All right. Yeah. Easy eye candy. I get it. I know. <laughs> that brings us to Black and Blue. Black and Blue was on the cruise last year. They played one of the pre-parties, and then they played one of the shows on the boat. I thought they were really good at the pre-party. Uh, I thought they sounded great. They played a great set. I enjoyed them at the pre-party. So I went and checked them out on the boat as well because I wanted to see both sets. I was disappointed on the boat set. I don't think they were 100% sober. At least Jamie wasn't. And I left that set. Just did not think that they were all that great. So I didn't stay long for that second set on the boat. But on the pre-party, very good. How about you, Steve Wright? I love black and blue. And um, when you guys were talking about, we were talking about kicks before with set lists and stuff, they actually posted, I think, on the, the Facebook page on the Monsters of Rock crews looking for suggestions of songs for them to play on the boat. So um, I'm hoping they, they dig a little deeper. But, I mean, even the songs that they that they do usually play are really good. We've seen them a bunch of times. We saw them like about, maybe about a year and a half ago. Um, at at a, a venue near us, and uh, I think they always bring it. I love those guys; just a great band. Love them. BC, love these guys. I've been on board with these guys since they first came out in '84. When, they, of course, Keen Simmons kept talking about this band. Like I said, uh, hopefully they pay attention to Facebook people that put our songs in, and uh, hopefully they play Auto Blast. I guess that's because my, my favorite. Great song. How about you, Chris? Big black and blue fan. Love Jamie St. James. Definitely going to check him out at least once, probably twice. Uh, so sounds like Steve, BC, you guys will also be checking out at least one of their sets. Oh, definitely. 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 Okay. They're a must-see for me. All right. So it'll be the four of us because Pooney won't be there. <laughs> oh, fucking idiot. Shocking. <laughs> I'll be at the casino with Doro. Okay. All right. So we already talked about heat. We featured them in our crank it up spotlight. That brings us to Y and T. So Y and T, they're playing one of the pre-parties this year. They're also playing a show on the boat. Last year for me, their pool stage show was literally a religious experience. I think it was 
Uh, I don't remember, Sonny. Was it uh, we were leaving one of the ports of call? Was it a sail away show? No, it wasn't. It was a nighttime show, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, it was a religious experience. The wind was blowing like crazy, and I was basically perched right over the stage on the second level and it was a great view and they sounded amazing i can't wait to see yt love those guys how about you steve wright absolutely love yt they're another band that we never thought we'd get to see live i'm sure sonny has seen them like i think he said 44 last time that he mentioned to us we've seen them at m3 a couple times a couple shorter sets but then we went to bb kings in new york city and some absolute, and we were right up front. I must have, I didn't even think I was taking pictures, but I must have taken a hundred pictures of that show. But it was absolutely amazing. And um, and you are correct, Stephen. I think it is as close as you can get to a religious experience watching a band. Just this guy is amazing, singing and playing guitar. Just tears it up. Just like you could just watch this guy play "Mary Had a Little Lamb," and you'd be like, <laughs> "Holy shit, this guy is amazing." And his band is amazing, too. John Nyman, his other guitar player, is fantastic. He does like a longer solo when they play Dirty Girl, which is absolutely fantastic. If, if you're on the boat and you miss these guys, you must be dead in your cabin. BC. <laughs> Love Y&T. Like you said, we got to see him a few times, and the B.B. King's uh, show was phenomenal. We were right there. and Here's a band that is so tight, and I cannot miss a beat with these guys. I mean. I, I'm hoping they play Blind Patriot. I just love that song. That's excellent. Excellent song. Chris. Big fan. I, I, it's it's amazing that he is so under – I think he's underrated. He, he's he's getting better with age. The, the guy's nonstop. He sounds just as good, if not better, than, than he did 20, 30 years ago. All right. We'll end it with our super fan, Sonny Pooney. Number 51 and 52. There's no way I'm missing YNT. I don't care who's playing at the same time. YNT wins with the addition of Aaron Lee. They only got better. It's probably the best version of YNT I have ever seen is the YNT you see now. So do not miss YNT. Wow. That's saying a lot. And you've seen the original band, right? I've seen all versions, including Steph Burns, which was damn good with Aaron in the band and John and Mike playing drums at, this is the best version. There's no doubt. We haven't seen him with Aaron. We saw one of the last shows with the other, with the last guy. Uh, Aaron's great. Do we? And M3? They were great on the ship last year. So totally looking forward to that. That interview we did with Dave Manichetti, he was so just accommodating to me and Sonny. And it was a great interview and I'm happy that we were able to do that for our 100th episode. So if you haven't had the opportunity to go check out that episode where we go through three albums with Dave, please go do so episode 100, but that's going to put a capper on all the bands that are playing on 2020s monsters of rock cruise. So I can't say enough. We're coming up on it quickly. It'll be here before you know it. I'm super excited about it. I'm super excited to be going with you guys over there at Potter and Hell. That's going to be a good time. Me and Sonny, we had a great time last year. So uh, the addition of you guys to the group will be, uh, like Sonny said, a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. 
So, Sonny, do you have any tips for our uh, new Monsters of Rock travelers? Yeah, just, uh, you know, don't try to see every band because it won't happen. When we get the list, we'll start, you know, kind of looking at, all right, we're going to go see this band, go see this band, blah, blah, blah. Make sure you remember to eat because it's easy to forget. And uh, if you, I don't know, see people say hi. Just like Wright said, you know, you just got to kind of be cool and know that when they don't want to be messed with, don't mess with them. Yeah, make sure you pay attention to the uh, postings uh, near the elevators because sometimes there's schedule changes and they'll post those at the elevators a lot of times. In the uh, staterooms, they'll play nonstop videos from and movies from all the different bands that are playing, which is kind of cool sometimes because you can catch some really old stuff that's pretty entertaining. The one thing I would tell you guys is don't make any plans uh, for excursions or anything like that at the ports of call until you see who's playing uh, because unfortunately sometimes they have bands that are playing uh, while the ship is in port, which kind of sucks. I wish they wouldn't do that. And like last year, I didn't want to miss a couple bands, so I stayed on the ship and didn't get off. But anyway, that's my advice to you guys. All right, before we go any further, you know what time it is. You wanted the best, and you got the best. The hottest band in the world, Kiss! It's time for your historic moment on Growing Up Rock. Okay, so for the historic moment, since Firehouse is on the ship, figured uh, we'd go with this. 2013, there was an album called A World with Heroes, a Kiss tribute album. Song on there had Russ Dwarf on vocals, John Regan on bass, Kevin Valentine on drums, and Firehouse's Bill Leverty on guitar doing an ace on steroids. Here is Deuce.
Yep, sounded great. I enjoyed that version. Pretty true to the original, just sounded much more hyped up, much better production, obviously. Yeah, right. You were talking something about a click track? I I guess I don't know like musicianship stuff that well, but you hear a click track in there? Yeah, you can hear click you can hear it it sounds like a like a kind of like a muted cowbell halfway through that like through the whole song just about because i listened i threw it on with my headphones the other day i checked it out and i'm like holy shit you can hear the click track through the whole song and the only reason i picked that up is because i was i was with a uh, i got to go into studio with a band they were recording and johnny d was the drummer they're using a click track and it's the that's that almost muted cowbell sound that you hear in that song is the click track interesting All right. Well, that's going to bring this thing to a close. We'll be doing a wrap-up episode once we uh, get on the ship, and uh, we'll uh, do some recording while we're on the ship. And then once it's all over, we'll bring you a recap and uh, tell you how our adventure went. I'm sure we'll have the same people that have been on these uh, parts one and two. And uh, do you guys got any questions, anything uh, that you want to ask Sonny or me? Yeah, um, Sonny, I, I think you mentioned, or I don't know, one of you guys mentioned that uh, there will probably be a couple more bands on this on this cruise because you said they announced a couple of bands like right before the, the cruise sales. Was 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 that what I was hearing? Yeah, stuff happens late, so they've already put out there. Hey, who's going to be the sail away show? The big question mark, and you know, kind of gets everybody talking who that's going to be. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody gets added to the first pre-party because at times, you know, they'll have four bands. So you never know. There's last minute stuff happening all the way to the end. Like I think DAD dropped off late and then somebody got added on late last year. So uh, there'll be some changes. There's no doubt. So one other thing I have now, does every band bring their merch on the, on the ship or do they just have like the, the cruise stuff? They have one big merch booth, usually by the pool stage, and it usually has all the bands represented, but there were a few bands, I think, that were missing, so it's hit or miss, and what I'll tell you is that if you are interested in getting merch, get it early, that way you get the size that you want, because obviously the longer the cruise goes on, the less sizes that they have. So that's what I would tell you. Yeah, they got some music, some shirts, and then a lot of the bands do like a meet and greet. So uh, obviously meet and greet's free, so you can get picture taken with the band, et cetera. But there's tons of opportunity to meet people. And there's like guys like Steve Whiteman even say, you can bother me and tell me your name anytime you want, except for when I'm eating. Yeah. If I'm eating, leave me alone. Otherwise, you can bother me anytime you want, and I'll remember your name too. You know that kind of stuff. So, these guys, they get it when they're out and about that uh, they're going to get talked to, no doubt. Yeah, a couple of things they'll do. So they usually have Q and A sessions with a handful of bands, like usually the bigger bands. They'll get the whole band up on stage and they'll do a half hour or an hour Q and A. Uh, where you can attend that. They'll schedule that. You can go to that. The other thing they do is, like Sonny said, they'll take one of the lounges and they'll have five or six bands, the entire band set up in the lounge with backdrops. And you go from band to band to band and you take pictures 
you don't get autographs because it moves like a cattle call. So you move from this band to this band to this band. You just get a picture with each one of the bands. And you have to wait in line. But one thing that I discovered kind of late in the cruise last year is that if you go super late, like if the signing starts at 2 o'clock, if you show up at 2.40, the line starts getting smaller and smaller. And if you just kind of pop in at the end, you don't have to wait as long. And you get you go from person to person. And then if you want to get autographs, what you can do is wait outside the lounge because everybody has to come out that way. So like last year, I got all the kicks to sign the documentary that I'd bought. So I got each one of them guys to sign it as they came out of the lounge. And I got pictures with kicks and uh, Jet Boy and Mach 22 and a couple other bands. I don't remember who else it was, but all the bands do those meet and greets. So there you go. And there's special stuff all the time. So we kind of talked about, you know, the Bloody Marys with Hoekstra. You can go do the, the karaoke thing with Easy Presley at night. You can go play uh, roulette with Kip Winger. So there's, and, and they're actually like scheduled on that day. So the day before you'll get the complete schedule for the next day. So you can kind of figure out what you want to do. Yeah. And then one thing we didn't talk about is that at some point they have like four or five special events that you can pay for. So one thing was you could have dinner with Dave Manichetti and his wife, and it was like a wine tasting thing. And so I think it was something like, I don't know, 95 bucks or something like that. But you went to a private dinner with Dave Manichetti and his wife, and they uh, you were able to wine test their wines, and it's usually a small event, so it's usually only like they only let like maybe 25 to 50 people or something like that, so it's much more intimate. But they did like five different events last year. I don't remember what they all were. One was dinner with John Karabi. Uh, Sonny, do you remember any of the other ones? Yeah, I did the ship tour with the Rock and Roll Residency at breakfast. Uh, that's right. I forgot about yeah. that. That's and they right. went from table to table and played the song you wanted to hear. Nicole fell in love with those guys. Yeah, the Rock and Roll Residency was on last year. It was fun because when you're in the terminal at the beginning of the cruise, which is funny, you you guys will see when we pull up, like if we Uber it, we all Uber it to the port. When we pull up to the port, you'll see all kinds of like instruments being loaded on and guys that or in bands, you know, they get in line. I know that uh, right behind me uh, going through security line was Mick Sweater. So, you know, <laughs> you'll see all kinds of stuff like that going on. And then um, uh, the rock and roll residency was walking around the, the uh, port playing uh, songs. So that was kind of fun while you're waiting in line. Anybody want to guess? who the sail, secret sail away band is. Well, my guess was going to be the bull boys, but you said they have something scheduled. So my guess is out. How about rat? How about you, Chris? I think rat Sonny Cinderella. It'll never be Cinderella. I'm going to go. Bitch, it's my guess. Why you got to complain about my guess? I didn't complain <laughs> about it. Just said it's not a, <laughs> it's not a realistic guess. Well, shit, I didn't guess, like, original Zeppelin or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got me there. 
right, I'm going to go with Chris and BC. Uh, I think Rat as well. And that one made me happy because uh, you guys said they were pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. They were really good. I was uh, actually, I wasn't expecting them to suck. Wasn't, you know, I wasn't sure about with, you know, with Warren Martini not being there. Bobby Blaster, I don't give a shit if he's there or not. He's an asshole. But the band he brought out was him and Juan. And um, Pete Holmes is the drummer. The the drummer from Black and Blue is their drummer now. So um, Rat could definitely be a contender for the for the title as the Sailway show. I I been thinking that. I think that's a great guess. But I mean, they were they brought it. I mean, Stephen mm-hmm. Piercy. I mean, seems like he's got his act together these days and uh, put on a great show. And that'll work out well because Black and Blue is on the ship, so he can do double duty for sure. All right. Well, hopefully that'll be the case. Yeah, Bullet Boys were a big guest for a lot of people, but uh, they actually have, I think, a show um, in Ohio or something on Departure Day or whatever. So I thought someone said they canceled that, though. I don't know. It's still it's still showing the date, so maybe maybe, but that's what somebody posted. So who knows? Who knows what we'll get? I would be okay with either one of those, I guess, with Rat or the Bullet Boys. I like both their music, so I'm okay with that. All right. Well, does anybody have anything else they want to add before we shuffle, rattle, and roll out of here? I would just like to say, everybody, hello out there. Um, you guys have a great show. Thanks for having us on here. And it's it's always great when we chat with you guys, and we are going to have an epic time on this cruise. Really looking forward to it, especially with uh, – Winter in Pennsylvania always sucks. Actually, it's not too bad now, but it, and I'm sure it'll suck by the time we get on the boat. And I'm absolutely looking forward to it. All right, BC. Looking forward to this. This is going to be uh, quite the event, I think. There's no police on the ship, is there? <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chris. Definitely looking forward to it. I can't wait to uh, hang out and party with you guys. Excellent. Looking forward to it myself. How about you, Hollywood? Uh, Before we get out of here, I want to formally apologize to Chris, BC, and Steve. I don't know what I'm apologizing for yet, but I'm sure there'll be instances where I need to apologize up front. Love you. Right back back at you. There you go. (laughs) Oh, that should be fun. I'm not standing next to BC during Lizzie Borden. I'm standing at the other side because I I can't feel those punches. My, My arms can't take it. All right, so go check out part one over there at Potter and Hell. This is the end of part two, and we will see all of you monsters on the Monsters of Rock cruise. See ya. Later. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys.
Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.